What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super excited. We have a very cool guest. He is very accomplished. He is a business expert and a published author. And he, please welcome, he goes by the name of Gramps Jeffrey. Gramps? Thanks <laughs> for inviting me. I was a little bit caught off guard there on how to, how to introduce you because it's like so different for me. I, I actually lost my grandparents uh, this well, last year and I was very close to them. So it, it like brought me back to some memories with them. But thank you for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, obviously, I am Gramps. You know, I've uh, written a children's book, you know, Living the Past Year because of the pandemic caused by the COVID-19 you know, in isolation, except for being able to be with my kids and my family, gave me a chance to kind of interact with my grandkids. And I got to tell you what a trip that was. All six of these kids have completely different personalities. You know, one thing they do have in common is their sense of curiosity, you know, and how excited they get when they do accomplish something. So watching them grow year to year and how they interact with each other is the basis of this book, because it's a true story. It's based on the lives of these six kids. It's based on when Jordan was turning from two to three and all the things they had to deal with and all the things their parents had to deal with. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting ready and I want to cry. Your passion talking about them is so sweet. Oh my God, where's my grandpa? (laughs) Like, that's just awesome. And you, I mean, you look fantastic. So it doesn't even seem like you would have six grandchildren. Um, So you were able to spend time with them during the pandemic over the last couple of years? Yeah, luckily, uh, you know, we had them flying. I, like many other families my of this generation, I've lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've got two of the grandkids here. I've got two of them in Austin, Texas, and I've got two of them in Orlando, Florida. And so we were able to have all six of them together for about six weeks. And that's really when this all came together for me. Oh, that's amazing. But this is not the first time you wrote a book, right? You've actually been published before. Yes. Uh, my, my first book is called The Secrets of Retailing, How to Beat Walmart. And that's based on, I started a company that went public and we became the uh, premier business to business site on the internet where we sold in case quantity to small businesses all over the world. And uh, we, uh, this book is based on my experience and helping out these customers on how to build a business. So it's 15 chapters. It's got everything from who to hire, what kind of locations to find, what kind of products to sell, you know, where to find your vendors, how to market yourself, both on the internet and also in the traditional ways. So that was my first book. Uh, and what happened was uh, Arianna Huffington read the book, and then she asked me to start contributing to the Huffington Post. So I've written over 100 articles for the Huffington Post on all kinds of subjects like uh, you know, entrepreneurship, small businesses. And because uh, on my internet site, about half our customers turned out to be nonprofit organizations because our prices are wholesale and closeout prices. So it gave them a chance to really stretch their dollars and help more people. I got very involved in the nonprofit world. So half the articles are on things like the homeless, uh, the elderly, schools, and all kinds of things that we all need to be paying attention to. Wow. You know, I am very impressed by you and just the things that you have done. You seem very humble for someone that has done as many things as you've done. You said that your business, you you took it public within five years. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. You know, this was uh, in the early 2000s. 
This is when the internet was coming of age. And because we had a specific niche of B2B selling, you know, business to business, uh, we were able to grow the company and go public. So uh, that, that was a lot of fun. You know, but you know, running a public company is not easy. But it, uh, it's a lot different than being uh, running a uh, private company. But uh, it really just helped us grow. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So can you, I see your books there behind you. Can you t- show us the, the, your most recent book that is a tribute to your grandchildren? Oh, sure. This is the book. It's called I Don't Want to Turn Three. Uh, again, it's all based on you know, live. All the pictures in this book were pictures that I took. I sent them to the illustrator and she made them into cartoons. So that was a picture of uh, the two of the boys in the bath. That was an actual picture that we uh, made into the front page and the uh, cover. I love that. That is so sweet. And it just like warms my heart. And I'm like, I'm a little weepy. It makes me like just a little emotional. Um, Why is that important to you to have written that book and tribute that to your grandchildren? Well, you know, the book is really based on at what age do we begin to take responsibility for our actions? Is is it three years old? Is it 13 years old? Is it 23? I mean, I have a baby boomer. I've got plenty of people my age at 63 that still don't take responsibility for the actions. So that's how this all came together. You know, and and at what time does does a toddler start to learn the difference between me and us? Yeah. And so that the events in the book kind of do that. But what happened to my family? In other words, you know, the events of the book are about them uh, uh, stealing each other's toys and not sharing, but ending up sharing the toys and ending up uh, giving them to the uh, homeless shelter downtown is that, uh, you know, it, it really pulls everything together. What's happened in my family, I am sure has happened in every other family in the world. You know, this is the way kids grow up and we observe them. And we as uh, grandparents and parents have got to guide these kids today. I am convinced that this is the smartest generation this country has ever produced. These kids from one to 10 years old. I mean, first of all, they're hit with all this Internet great information. You know, they're on their phones, they're on tablets, they're learning things. They're learning things much younger than I ever, I ever did. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about it, you know, a lot about this book is also just uh, me comparing to how life has evolved since, you know, I was three years old. You know, my parents, they didn't have cell phones. You know, they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have cable TV. They didn't have remotes. I mean, I was my dad's remote. He said, son, you go change the channel. You know, <laughs> I was the remote. You know? so, so you think about that generation and how the kids are growing up today. You know, that's why it's so important for us as grandparents and parents. We just got to really get involved. So as these kids are becoming so educated through the Internet, that we help also educate them on the things of real life. Yeah. I think that is, I, I, I can't agree with you more. I, I, some of my girlfriends have had children. I have not yet. I mean, I still plan on it. I, you know, my, my, my current partner, he's my fiance. I'm getting remarried, which is a blessing. We are going to go the IVF route. We have to, you know, I'm, I'm 45. And so, you know, it's a little bit more challenging, but I have girlfriends that have had children and their, their kids are just so smart. And it's just like, they're so like, it's like they were born with the knowledge to, to, to work on these crazy things. And, you know, I'm good. I'm very technically savvy. So like, I'm good, but you know, I'm just like, I, I can't even imagine what my child would be like. 
<laughs> you know, if I had a baby, like, you know, let's say by the end of the year, you know, God willing, maybe that's for me or not. But within the next year, if I have a child, like what that my child would be capable of at this day and age is astounding to me. Well, you know, along the same lines, going back to how I grew up, you know, when, when I grew up, my uncle was up the street, my grandmother was two blocks away. And so we had a whole kind of family unit. But in today's world, again, with my kids being in uh, Texas and, and in Florida, it's a whole different world. So yeah. how, how can you stay in contact with these kids? What can you do? Now, interesting thing, I'll tell you how we do it. And maybe your listeners will come up with their ideas. Because again, we've got these scattered families all over the place is you know, for some reason, these two, three, four, five-year-old kids love dinosaurs. I can't tell you yeah. why, but they can tell me every single name <laughs> of every single dinosaur. They can tell me if they eat meat or if they're vegetarians. You know, as far as I'm concerned, dinosaurs are small, medium, and large. They, they can tell me yeah. everything. Yeah. So when I, again, I had all those kids in my house for six weeks and then they went home. I said, how are we going to keep in contact with them? Because, you know, little kids aren't going to call you. You know, they, you know, they got, they got a, you're out of sight, out of mind. So, <laughs> yeah, they're banging all over the wall. So we decided that we needed to become part of their routine. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, we, what we did, we took our six little dinosaurs we had in our house and every night we put them someplace else around the house. So for instance, one night we had them in the refrigerator eating blueberries. The next night they were by the sink with the grandma with soap on their nose, washing the dishes. The next night they were playing the piano. The next night they were walking up the steps. So we had this going on for 50 nights. So we became part of the routine. You know, the, the kids in Florida and in uh, Texas would take their baths, they read their books, and then they would say to their mom and dad, you know, we got to call Gramps because we got to find out what the dinosaurs are doing tonight. So they would call on my wife's iPhone so they could do Facebook. They said, where's Gramps? Where's Gramps? What are the dinosaurs doing? So that was our way of keeping in contact with these kids for being so remotely. I'm sure your listeners will come up with other ways, but it's just so important because we have got to fill in the gaps that they're not seeing on the internet. And so that's why we have all got to keep in contact and help them grow. I would agree. So I would attribute to your mission as to continuing to instill family values and the children of today. Is that one of the reasons why you're so passionate about that? Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's, that's a great way of putting it. And the other thing I want to make sure happens is that again, with them so involved with the internet, that we get them involved in books. Yeah. Okay? And with those, again, it has to be part of the routine. After the bath, they have to read books. Now, obviously, I want them to read my book, but there's a hundred other <laughs> great books out there. You know, you know, when you think about it, why should we take that time to have these kids read books? Well, the first reason is because it's bonding. I mean, it gives you a chance, and I'm looking at it from a grandparent standpoint, but same thing with parents. It gives you a chance to actually they sit on your lap and you sit there and you talk about it. It gives you a chance to bond with them for 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know, another reason we need to, to read books every night to our kids is that it, it helps support listening skills. Now, you and I both know that as we grow older, listening skills are the best skill that we can have. Yes. Because it helps us in communicating, understanding other people. You know, so so read kids books because it helps with the listening skills. We need to read them books because, you know, it helps with the cognitive and the language development. You come across words in books, you can explain it to them. They can understand it. You know, you don't have that opportunity outside of uh, reading books too often. And then uh, obviously the attention span, like you were doing earlier, they bounce all over the place. So if you can get a hold of them for 10, 15, 20 minutes and create that attention span, that's going to pay off for them later on in life too. 
Deanna here with Label Create Podcast. I don't know if you've heard about this new, innovative, creative, convenient, diverse product called All Things Clean. So let me give you a quick demo. And I'm gonna actually have my mom come in here with me. Mom, can you come here? Did you see how this is stuck to your wall effortlessly? That is awesome. I am so excited. I am just looking at this. Go ahead, put that up. Let me see how that works. This is the one board they have. And so they have a whiteboard as well. So here, you unroll it, and then you put it on the wall. Mom, you want to help me with this? Sure. And so all you do is put it on the wall. There you go. And now you can do whatever you want with the markers. So, Mom, what do you think this would be good for? First of all, with work, the endless possibilities. Think about it. If you're at a trade show and you don't want to bring a lot of stuff with, you can put this up there. You can write some stuff on there. You know, when you're at work, you have these impromptu meetings. Grab this, slap it up on the wall, do some brainstorming. Fix we have some birthdays coming up in our family. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. I think it's Louie. So happy, happy birthday. Think about it. You would go around the whole room and people can come in and everybody can sign it. I'm really excited. I, I I'm going to be using this. I know. I'm, I'm very excited too. Deanna, I want to see how easily this peels off. Let's just make sure. They say easy on, easy off. Holy cow, look at that. You guys, how do you not see how great this product is? For at home, at office, presentation, wherever. I have a special, exclusive discount for you. They're giving me 15% off with free shipping and free markers, the code LABEL15 at cleaners.com. That's right, 15% off, free shipping, free markers at cleaners.com. And the possibilities are endless. I think that there are certain basic necessities in life for children, babies that grow that go throughout their stages of growth that we should never lose sight of. And that is important to instill no matter what day and age it is in our, in our world, you know? So I'm, I was a part of a lot of um, book clubs growing up, like at the library. I love to read, you know, I'm finding it though harder as I've gotten older for my attention. Like I have a hard time unless I get really like, I'm really into it. I have a hard time like focusing in on it. So I don't know if I need to slap myself around, but I loved reading books when I was, when I was younger and I loved reading my mom, reading books to me, my grandparents reading books to me. I spend a lot of time with my grandparents and that was a very necessary part of my personal growth as you know, who I am today. And so I think that, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're, what you're promoting, what your book's about, I think it's very important to continue to instill some of those old school values. I mean, I consider old school, like that's what I want. I want to instill that in my children, even at this age and, you know, in 2022, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's crazy to say that aloud, right? <laughs> that it's important to continue to instill those things in our children moving forward. Cause I think some of that stuff should never die. So what are your best memories of your grandparents? Oh my gosh. Well, my grandfather kind of taught me, he did, well, he did, he taught me how to ride a bike and he taught me like which side of the road to, to, you know, he took me through the rules of the road, riding a bike. He also like explained to me the importance of not using the word hate. He used to say, Deanna, we don't use the word hate. It's a very strong word. We say, we don't like, you don't want to say you hate this person or you hate that you say you don't like it. And so I'll never, and 
bird watching. My grandfather, we he loved to go bird watching. So as a little as a little girl, I actually have binoculars and some of the bird watching books that we used when I was little. And so like those times, like I'll never, even though I'm so much older now and it's like a faint memory, it's still something that touches my heart that's important to me. You know, my grandmother, like I used to play go fish. You know, I'd be sitting there in the living room, my grandparents, my great grandma would be there. Watch, they'd be watching wrestling. My grandfather would be sitting there. <laughs> really? No, she would. And I'd be playing go fish with my grandmother. And then when I was, you know, I would play dress up in her clothes. I think that's what made me such a fashionista today that really molded who I am today. And just, you know, like the, her hats and her beautiful dresses and her high heels. And she was always about, my grandma was always about like smiling and laughing. She felt like that laughing was such um, the best medicine ever. You know, even if you're having a bad day to learn how to smile or, or find something to be happy about. And I did at like at eight or so I worked at their business. My grandparents had a large printing business in Chicago. We did printing for uh, WBBM, I think it was, or no, uh, WTTW, Channel 11, and a lot of the stations in the city at, in Chicago. And it was just very cool. And they instilled a lot of good, um, you know, like my, my around working, you know, I, I hard work, it's important to work and the value of a dollar. So I have a lot of great things for my grandparents. <laughs> you know, it, it is necessary for us to teach children how to think, not what to think, how to think. And you just gave plenty of examples of how your grandparents taught you how to think, you know, and, you know, going, going back to the reading books, again with the theme that we got to teach kids how to think you know let let the kid go out when you're reading a book to a kid let him pick out the book everybody's got 20 books laying around their house let him pick the one that they want so they immediately become involved into it and then before you read the book ask the child you know what's going to happen in this book what do you think is going to happen again we want to teach them to think you know during the during the book you want to ask them who are the characters in this book? You know, where is the setting? Does it sound familiar to you? Does anything in this book sound familiar to you? You know, and then, then when it's all over, much like you do with the dinner time when you ask them how their day is, you know, what was your favorite part of this book? Again, we need to teach kids how to think and we can use books to begin that process. Yeah, I love that. I have a question for you. That, that So if we do not continue to encourage parents or grandparents to have kids reading books, if we fall short of that into the future, what do you think is going to be the repercussion? I think the repercussion is that these kids just won't be as rounded as they need to be to be the entrepreneurs of tomorrow. Can you imagine that if we ask this simple question to our children today, how it will change them? That question is, what did you do today it was nice to someone else. Now, when you ask a two or three-year-old, what did you do today that's nice to someone else? You know, they don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. you got to explain to them. Well, you, you, you didn't steal your cousin's toys. You played with them. You handed them. You helped your own. You got to explain to them. But can you imagine if we ask our kids every single day, what did you do today that was nice to someone else? You know, over time, they're going to know that they're gonna, the mommy and daddy are going to ask them. So they're going to think about well, I better do something nice to my cousin or my friend because I want to tell mom and dad. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had that and we got this generation thinking that way, how much different 
this world would be, how much different just here in our United States would be if we could get everybody to think about what did you do nice to someone else today? I love that. That was a very beautiful thought. And I think that is a very powerful at the same time. If we could get, if we could start a movement like that with parents and to instill those kind of qualities into their children at a young age, I think it definitely would make an impact on our world, especially with the way we're trending. We definitely need something. So I love that. Um, Gramps, with that being said, with all these beautiful things and at your, your mission and with your book, where can people find you, support you, buy your book, all those great things? They can buy both the books on Amazon.com. They can buy the children's book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and about a hundred other places online. I think come to my site, it's gramsjeffrey.com. Um, and if any of your listeners want to talk about this even further, please have them email me at gramsjeffrey at gmail.com. Awesome. And I will put all those links in the show notes, you guys. Sorry about Teddy. Occasionally he makes an appearance. So if you've been following me or listening for a while, he definitely is a little loudmouth. So um, sorry about that. You know, Gramps, I'd like to ask my uh, my guests for any last words of wisdom or advice for the audience before we say goodbye. So what would you like to leave with us tonight? You know, when you love, you will teach others how to love. And if we can present that every single day, that will make a difference too. Amen to that. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you very much for being a guest. And I look forward to hearing about new books that you're going to come out with because I feel like you're not done. You are a very dynamic individual. And I'm so happy that you've been on the show today. And I can't wait to share this with my audience. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to review, share, comment, follow, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.